I'm Marissa Donnelly, host of the Vulnerability Podcast, a podcast series focused on being vulnerable, being emotional, being deep, and talking about topics that people often shy away from. In this podcast series, you'll see stories of faith, hope, inspiration, darkness, frustration, and everything that really challenges us to speak to our human experience and to do so in shedding our skins and being vulnerable. This past weekend was Pride Weekend in San Diego, and though I didn't go this year, I went last year and I had a very interesting experience to say the least. Um, I went with a bunch of friends, we were all celebrating the whole movement and just the excitement that the San Diegan um, gay and lesbian community was celebrating that day, and as I was walking with a couple friends, we came across a group of Christian protesters who were standing holding signs saying all sorts of things like, you're going to hell, Mm -hmm. or... God doesn't love you, and just a bunch of things like that. And um, as most of you know, I am, I'm a Christian. I come from a Christian background, and I'm of the Christian faith. And so to see people that I identified with um, religious-wise protesting what felt like such a wonderful celebration of people coming together and being excited about who they love and their choices, um, it was hard for me. I wrestled with it a lot, and I was... I found myself being very upset with that demonstration because I felt like, in my opinion, it wasn't right. It wasn't of God. And reflecting on that Pride weekend from last year and what just happened over this past weekend, Abe and I thought it would be a good challenge for us to take on a topic that might be controversial. And to be completely honest with you, when... Abe was like, hey, let's talk about this. I had a lot of pushback because as much as I want this podcast to be about being transparent and vulnerable, it's scary sometimes to bring up things that you know people might not agree with you on um, or might not agree. But this podcast was created with the intent of being vulnerable. And so that's why we wanted to bring this up today. And not, I just want to make it very clear that our intent in bringing up topics that are challenging is not to say what's right or what's wrong or to influence anyone to quote pick a side or have some sort of decision or perspective walking away from this podcast but rather just to open up not only our own minds even even my minds but just to kind of bring forward these conversations because I feel like sometimes we shy away from them just like I did when Abe brought this up this this evening We shy away from things because we're scared of what people think or we're scared to have a perspective or we're scared because we don't know what we what we think or what we agree with. And we might be influenced by, you know, other things rather than kind of figuring out what we believe for ourselves. So that's kind of the premise of this whole podcast is just learning to think for ourselves as individuals and to take ideas from other people, of course, and to be, you know, to influ- be influenced and learn and grow from the things that we experience and that are around us, but also learning to kind of internalize all that we absorb and figure out our perspectives for ourselves. Yeah. So that's where we <laughs> wanted to take this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, it was about, what, 10 minutes ago that I ran into your kitchen and I was like, you know what, we need to talk about something like this. And yeah, you did definitely give me some pushback but um you know i kind of went with the idea of you know what's the point of of the vulnerability podcast the vulnerability podcast if you know that only applies to you and me 
if not to everybody else, where they can bring forth their confusion, they could bring forth their, you know, their ideas or something, and they could present them on the table and be like, you know what, well, I have been thinking about wanting to just like, really just know where I stand, not pick a side, but understand myself mm-hmm. internally. Um, and I feel like that's something that's necessary for everybody to do at some point in time, and especially with the very difficult topics. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I've come from a background of, you know, um, speech and debate when I did high school and, mm-hmm. and when I did high school when I was in high school and, um, I very avidly just enjoyed doing that. I did. I enjoyed sharing ideas, exchanging thoughts and, um, you know, the biggest thing for me, I, I realized that as older as I got, as, as old, as I got older, <laughs> as I got older, I realized that there was more controversy when it came to politics. So I got drawn more to the politics spectrum. And, um, you know, I started talking more about that and debating with people more about that. And it was great. You know, it was good until I, you know, realized that everybody kind of, you know, a lot of people that I spoke to, including people that were on the same side as me, um, a lot of them were not as informed as I thought they would be. A lot of them kind of believed certain things because they they grew up around it as mm-hmm. opposed to them actually sitting down and having a free thought for themselves and, and being like, okay, well, this makes sense to me and this applies to my moral compass and this is where I see myself and this is what I can believe in. Uh, you know, after seeing all that and going through all this, uh, I was proud to say that I was sitting on the Republican side for a while. And after all that, I, I kind of got away from it for a little bit because I realized that just identifying in itself as a political party kind of already shut the window from my potential to speak to some people because there would already be some kind of pre preemptive label on me mm-hmm. there would already be like okay this is how this person's going to act this is what this person believes in therefore i don't need to talk to them i already know what they believe in i what's the conversation to be had we're just mm-hmm. going to argue it's just going to get heated nobody's going to come out of this with anything different which is right it's completely right because most of the time these kinds of conversations aren't conversations you just have with a stranger in the park they're not just something you stumble upon these are conversations that are sought out these are conversations that are meant to induce an uncomfortable thought you know a thought that you don't want to agree with or a thought that you do agree with but you have to defend on your own and this doesn't just apply to politics this applies to everything in everyday life especially with life with your decisions that you make in your own life you know how many times do you make a decision in your life and have to defend that decision to to people around you Mm -hmm. so you have to know intimately what it is that you're doing and why you're doing it not you can't just say i'm doing it because my buddy did it and it worked for him. You can't say my buddy believes in this. Therefore I'm going to believe in it because that Mm -hmm. puts us in a sense of like this almost, um, this almost kind of, what do I, how do I put it? This almost tribalistic kind of thinking where you're thinking because the rest of the group is thinking a certain way and you're following that form of thinking without questioning it. You don't sit down and ask yourself, well, how, how does this make sense? How does this apply to my own moral standard? Um, so for me, I I came to terms with with realizing that after doing a lot of like self analyzation and you know thinking about it for a while, I realized that I never, that I didn't sit on the Democrat or Republican side. I was more or less somebody who wanted to just have discussion, and I wanted to know, you know, I wanted to talk to somebody about how they felt about something, 
and not be married to my idea so much so to the point where even if somebody presented actual evidence to the contrary that I would reject it entirely because then that leaves no room for conversation that just leaves you in an ignorant bubble you know yeah it just leaves you in your comfortable four walls that you would never come out of so what so if you're in those four walls what's the point of having a conversation if not to try to invoke thought it also it also leaves you in a place of not having any growth I mean if you don't ever consider perspectives outside of your own or if you don't entertain the idea that maybe someone thinking something else might be right or not even right but have a different perspective you know that perspective can shape you and help you grow and if you're not willing to even open your mind to something outside of what you've experienced or what you think how do you grow you don't um it's weird especially now with a lot of things that you talk about um there was this really funny rule that when i worked at the airport um that one of these bartenders told me she was this nice old lady and she was like there are two things you never talk about when you come to a bar politics and religion and i was like dang she's right because you know those are the most heated topics you know people will get up in arms about those definitely Mm -hmm. but um we're tackling both in this podcast yeah (laughs) yeah but i realized that um especially with the with with what i showed you a second ago with the whole jordan b peterson quote that he said you know what was it it was in in order to in order to to think in order to think you have to risk being offensive yes and just a little background on that we were talking about like planning what we were going to talk about on the podcast and uh, abe shared this little short video from jordan peterson and he said that line my favorite guy ever yeah he said this line. i mean he's awesome but he said this line that was like if you in order to think or if you actually want to think you have to risk um being offensive being offensive and i mean that just that's like that was like a whoa moment i mean even hearing that quote again i'm like he has a lot of those it's yeah and it's just like (laughs) it's just like wow you know take a step back and really think about what that means in order to think you risk being offensive and that doesn't mean that your perspective entitles you to being offensive or that you go out of your way to be offensive Mm -hmm. but sometimes you have to make a decision or a thought for yourself that might be offensive to someone else yeah and that doesn't make it wrong it's just all about i guess in the sense like the only way it could ever be wrong is if the way you're presenting it is really like hurting other people you know well if you go in it with the intent that you are doing this solely for the purpose of getting people up in arms then you're Mm -hmm. doing it wrong i feel like that also applied to that sort of outrage christianity that you were talking about a second ago where um there are people that and you know god bless them regardless but um there are people that would stand there in 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 the pride parade and and be telling these people that they're going to hell and people that god doesn't love them and i was like okay well you know if you're supposed to be the embodiment of christ's love then you're not doing a very good job at it because i can't imagine a world where the god that we read about in the bible will be standing somewhere with a sign telling people that they're going to hell and that he doesn't love them for me that was a form of tribalistic thinking that people adopted from when they were born because i was kind of on the path to going that way too when i was born um my whole family was catholic so i was being raised catholic i never chose to be catholic i was just raised that way you know it was it was a Mm -hmm. tradition my family and my my grandparents everybody we were catholic just by default we didn't actually understand it and 
And then I asked my parents about it and they were just kind of like, you know, they don't really have all the answers either. They don't really understand what it is that we believe in. It's just that, you know, we've, your grandpa did it. I do it. Now you're doing it. And I was like, that's not how that works. You know, you're, you're sure if you're, this is, these are really high stakes, you know, mm-hmm. forget about the physical world for a second. If you're talking about what I think you're talking about in terms of faith and in terms of an afterlife, you're gambling with your soul with something you don't believe in. So to me, that was a scary thought. So I, I took that and I, I felt like I wanted to apply that to everything else in my life. I, I was like, you know what? I, I don't want to just wake up and just go with what my, my entire college class is saying is right because my teacher with that degree that graduated with a communications degree somehow knows better than I do. It's weird though. She's only like five years older than me. How does she know so much about the world? You know, it's for me, the biggest thing I had to process in terms of this was the sheer fact that everybody, including myself, changes our minds like crazy. We constantly are in states of changing our minds, whether it is the smallest thing in the world or the biggest thing in the world, but we continuously throughout the day, throughout the week, change our minds. We can never figure out what we want. How many times have have I been speaking with a female friend of mine and I'm like, hey, what do you want to eat? And she says the magical three words that no guy ever wants to hear. I don't know. I don't know. Let's not go down there. I don't know. Men are indecisive too, okay? I, I don't, okay, yeah. <laughs> indecisive. It takes me five minutes to get ready in the morning. Takes me like six? Anyways. D minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah, so for, I don't know. For me, the, the way that I'm trying to, to construct this is if you don't think for yourself, somebody else will do it for you. You know? And that's yeah. a very dangerous thing. You've... And I'm not trying to take this to the extreme, but it's a very real possibility too. You know, if you don't use your own mind, if you don't think for yourself, somebody else is going to do it for you and they're going to do it way better than you thought you could because you never bothered. You have a, an intelligent machine stuck in your skull and you're going to just let it rot there and you're not going to challenge it. You're not going to grow. For me, personally for me, I've been in some very uncomfortable situations before in terms of conversation, conversations that... It's weird because you were making the case earlier, uh, Marissa, that you were like, how would I be able to make a a case for this or a conversation out of this when I personally have not been in those shoes? Yeah. So if we were talking in terms of like homosexuality, we were like, you're saying, how could I have an opinion on it if I'm not in those shoes? And I'm like, well, like you're a human being, right? You have thoughts because you have an opinion on it does not mean that you're you have the right opinion on it. It just means you have one. And because you have an opinion doesn't mean you have to spend the rest of your waking life trying to break it down word for word, understanding if you're the one that has the right one. Yeah. Like when you said that to me, it just made me realize, like, I guess more or less I was thinking about, like, in terms of right and wrong. Because obviously, as we were starting, like, thinking about starting this podcast, um, I just wanted to make sure that we weren't saying anything in relating to right and wrong because my whole perspective is that at the end of the day like and I'll speak for myself I don't know you know this this is just what I think I don't like I feel like we as humans don't really know what's right and what's wrong and I like let in in terms of like the homosexuality was the conversation that was brought up and so for me it's like I don't think there's really a way for us as people to know what's quote right or quote wrong and what that even means and if that's really even a thing and when I think about it in terms of my faith like 
there's just so many different factors that kind of add up and compile into a perspective on such a controversial and challenging issue. And so when I take a step back, you know, when we were thinking about talk, bringing this up in the first place, I'm like, you know, I, I don't know if I can have an opinion on it because I'm not in the, that person's shoes. And then you kind of challenged me and I'm like, well, wait a second, I do have an opinion on it. And it's not an opinion that has to do with right or wrong, but rather an opinion of how I choose to act or I, how I choose to react to the situation that doesn't directly involve me and yet is still important to me because I'm a human and these are all humans and we're all in this world and we all are here for a reason. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. I just... What I keep thinking about is the fact that, <clears throat> like I said, you know, we, we do constantly change our minds. We always are changing our minds. We're, we're not... Like last week we were talking about finding your true, if you will ever actually find your true identity. Mm -hmm. um, and I made the point that because you're constantly changing means that you're constantly setting a different goal, meaning you're constantly uprooting your time from here till your finish line, meaning that you're your path to getting to your ultimate your ultimate true identity is a figment of imagination because you'll never actually reach it so you need to enjoy the journey as opposed to trying to constantly think about the destination mm -hmm. um so i just honestly this is such a weird topic for me to touch on because i only know what i know and you only know what you know and everybody who's listening, we only know what we know so far or what we feel. And there's an argument to be made of whether we should even mix emotion with fact. So if we if, if you're one of the people that chooses to do so, then how how accurate are those facts? And if you're somebody who doesn't do it, then how much of the humanity have you taken out of that decision? Yeah, that's a really good point. So you have to you have to make that conscious decision before you even make one. Yeah. You have to understand how you're understanding it, how you're going to take it in. Um, for me, I try to separate fact and emotion as much as possible because I feel like fact, I mean not fact, I feel like emotion can make us irrational. Facts speak for themselves, but emotions make you irrationally. They make you irrationally act. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see that. I think... You know that I'm definitely more on the emotional side because I think the emotions... I try to break away from it. <laughs> I try to break away from it, sorry. Okay. Uh, just for that fact, because of that, because I know that yeah. it, it has the power to ultimately alter the decision you make. Yeah. If you're acting solely on emotion. If you're acting solely on emotion, you're not acting rationally. Well, absolutely. I think there has to be a mix. But as you're saying that, it makes me think, you know, we're each individual people and I think that's what makes these kind of conversations so important is, you know, you might be a little bit more on the factual side. I might lean a little bit more towards the emotional side. Neither of those are right or wrong, but what matters is how we look at different situations and find our own perspectives on things based on what we either think or what we, you know, lean with the fact, learn with the facts or what we, you know, pull from our emotions. And I think it all boils down to 
absorbing everything from the world and listening to different perspectives and learning different things and searching and researching and understanding for yourself and not just sitting there walking through the pride parade and coming upon a group of christian protesters and being like oh well that's right because they're christian and they're right or oh you know just it's just it all boils down to we have to take more time and make a better effort to figure out what we think independently and I feel like it's become so difficult with social media and with just things that we absorb all day long on on our television on our phones on the internet on Facebook on Twitter I mean it's just crazy and it's amazing at the same time because we're so connected and we can learn and just make strides we can just grow so much and absorb so much and become connected to other people so easily and yet we also have to make sure that our decisions and our thoughts are our own you know what i mean but it's hard to do that because ultimately what your thoughts and your decisions are are completely influenced by your external factors yeah so your thoughts that you ultimately come to conclusion with are just the basis in which you're presented with them are thoughts of other people yeah you know, whether it's a book or a documentary or somebody saying a speech or something <clears throat> it's ultimately somebody else's thoughts thinking and you take bits and pieces of other people's thoughts and you make a like i said there's yeah. a brainchild of of like of ultimately what you formed what you've taken from their opinions and what you've left out and what you've taken and created this new sort of thinking yeah absolutely but ultimately like the thoughts that we have are, you know, it's very rare that you have an ultimate, you have a thought that's not been had before. And yeah. it's, it's like recycled. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I feel like concepts maybe is a better word. I feel like rarely do we have like a brand new concept that no one has thought about. But at the same time, I, as a creative person and as a writer, I feel like we can create new ways of thinking about the same things. Like, to, to, to think about the idea that we never have, like, a thought that's completely our own, I don't think that's true. But I think what you're saying is right in the sense that we absorb everything from everything else that we've experienced or that we've heard or listened to or watched or whatever. Yeah. And what I mean when I say we have to create our, our own thoughts and our own decisions is that we have to sift through some of the biases that we've been presented or some of the you know, the truths that have been passed down or, you know, whatever it is. And at the end of the day, kind of decide for ourselves what we believe or what we feel or what we think or what we know. And I guess that's just, that's kind of what happened to me after that experience at the Pride Parade last year, is that I really took a step back and assessed what in my heart felt like such anger. And it was just such a a conflicting anger because these protesting people were christians these are supposed to be my people i'm supposed to identify with them and yet i found myself so much closer with the people who were quote against my religious beliefs and so i really i mean it's i struggled with it for a while um at the time i was working for thought catalog and i knew i wanted to write about it and it took a while to really like sift through all my thoughts and kind of put them on paper and what came about was a piece called love is my christianity and it was just kind of me reflecting on everything that i have internalized and learned and experienced in my faith especially um related to the idea of homosexuality and um 
just me kind of making I don't even know if I would call it an opinion, but basically just an expression of what I feel my faith is. And my faith centers on love and acceptance because that's what I have seen Jesus do in my life and what I've seen him do in the Bible and just what I believe that religion, Christian religion is. And so all that's to say, it was a lot of like, assessing my personal emotions and sifting through things that I had read and trying to make sense of what the Bible says or the Bible says is true and figuring out what that meant for me. And you know what? I don't know if it's right. And I also feel like I don't know if that matters necessarily. I don't know if personally I believe there is really a right or a wrong when there's so much we still don't understand as humans because we're human. And so for me, the most important thing in this situation is for me to know what I feel is true in my heart and to live out that truth. And for me, that's just loving on other people and not necessarily standing there and saying, hey, this is right what you're doing or no, this is wrong what you're doing. You're going to hell. But just loving on people and showing them who Jesus is because Jesus knows, God knows what is right. And so... And me loving on other people, he'll show them the way. He'll show me the way. Sorry, that was kind of a long rant. <laughs> no, no, I hear it. I, 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 uh, I take different things from it. <clears throat> and I, you know, um, I'm just trying to figure out how to properly put this. I need, I think the best way that I could say it is you need to know what you know intimately. Like, you need to know it. Like, not just have a thought and say it sounds pretty and hold on to it. But really know why you're why? thinking yeah. that way. Really know where it's coming from, mm -hmm. how it's affecting your character, and what part of you is the part that's kind of activated when you hear this or you speak this uh, is it your empathetic side is it the fact that you're just a logical thinker like what side of you is activated and is this really something you personally agree with or is it something you would agree with because somebody else agrees with it like you need mm -hmm. to think for yourself you need to learn to think for yourself because in this world it's the hardest thing to do is to separate ideas from emotions and separate your ideas from other people's ideas um you need to know your ideas and your no your thoughts intimately and know them like really know them and study them you need to study yourself study yourself like you're a freaking gerbil in a maze like <laughs> study yourself and know why it is that you think this way because there will come a time when maybe you're challenged on it and <clears throat> you need you need to know who you are idealistically because if not then you will continuously go through different jackets of identities you can't keep changing you need to know who you are until a case is made against you that actually is worth changing your mm -hmm. mind not every minute of every hour because if you change your ideas every five seconds then they weren't they were never your ideas to begin with 
Yeah, and it's good. I mean, it's good to change and be challenged <clears throat> and to absorb different things. But it's also like when you feel like you're married to an idea, know why. Yeah, I've learned to, I've learned that I'm not married to my ideas. Um, and that's and that's I think that's okay to say. Yeah. I think it's okay to say that you're not married to your ideas because if you're not married to your ideas and it shows that you're you give yourself the sort of wiggle room if yeah. somebody does present a stronger case to shift your mind. But if you are married to your ideas and to me that sounds like somebody's going to challenge you, prove you wrong and then you'll still believe what you believe in ignorantly. Yeah. Um this also this could be taken in a number of different ways because, you know, what defines right and what defines wrong. Because ultimately, end of the day, we as human beings, we define what is right and wrong. And who's to say that's what's right? Yeah. So it can be taken in a number of different ways. But I think that the best, the best advice for anybody, including myself, is to know your ideas well. Know them and know them well. Because if not, then you're just going to keep ad- adopting other people's. You're just going to keep taking and taking and taking, but never putting, never giving back. Mm-hmm. You n- you're always going to be borrowing ideas, but you're never going to be producing any. So be be a producer, not just a, a, a user. 